Nita. And how are you today? Yes, top of the day to you. Nihao, Niama. I'm your host, Salome Jacobs. I'm a warm, friendly, super delighted, hearty. Hello and welcome. Yes, it's Monday. John Dobre, Jozan. And you are tuning in and listening to Into the Garden Super Soulful Sunday Edition. I wasn't able to air yesterday, but God, as you know, is full of surprises. And what a word we saved yesterday. So join me in the very heart of the garden where hearts are mended, lives restored. A fresh anointing to you and I is given. And because of that, we thank God. So on this edition of Super Soulful Sunday, my guest is none other than Elder Gail Gardner bringing and sharing her pearls of wisdom with you and me today. Yes, pearls and wisdom of a different kind but needed during this time. As previously, she has touched and reflected on mental health, of which this is the follow-up. So gather round on this beautiful Monday. Well, I'm not sure what's the weather like on your neck of the woods, but mine is a bit cloudy and nippy, but nevertheless, you are in the right place at the right time, so grab a chair, get cosy, get comfortable, make yourself a cup of tea or coffee, then relax and be open to receive. Super Soulful Sunday. And what a delightful time of the week it is as we are pressing in, pressing on and looking forward to a brand new week. So join me in the very heart of the garden. on Super Soulful Sunday is the lineup for you today. Yes, of a different kind. It's all about you, for you and to resonate with you, but most of all to impact you and to remind you that you are more than an overcomer. You are a daughter of the Most High and precious in His sight. Well, first up is my guest, Elder Gail Gardner. Gosh, she is one feisty woman, I tell you, a jovial go-getter, a woman who doesn't sit still and doesn't give up. I am so honoured and blessed to have her on Into the Garden, yes? She is a woman who went through a difficult and traumatic experience in her own life, and haven't we all? But this woman, this remarkable woman, in the state of Florida, there is a bill named after her. It's called Gail's Law. In honor of the dedicated advocacy of Gail Gardner. And soon, very, very soon, I hope to really, really get her to be able to share with you and me directly. Um about her life story. Well, up next is Gail Frances Gardner. She is an author, teacher, certified pastoral Christian counselor and advocate, a survivor and thriver of abuse. And she is making impacts, changing lives. So up next is after um, Elder Gail Gardner sharing with you mental 
health a follow-up to our mental health and after that i will be sharing with you a short soul story titled angel of the morning so gather round make yourself a refreshing decadent cup of tea or coffee as we sit and share and connect right here on super soulful sunday This is Gail Gardner, all the way from Orlando, Florida area in the United States. And it's great being with you this afternoon or this evening or this morning, wherever you are in the world. I am going to give you my disclaimer. I am not a licensed mental health uh, practitioner, but I am a Christian counselor who has studied and getting ready to do some research in mental health on the PhD program and I've had experience with it in various areas of my life and have counseled with women and um, those who did not want to uh, get involved with mental health at this time in their life but was waiting to be able to talk to someone and see if they could get some different perspective on what their life was going through. So now that I have that disclaimer I'm going to share with you today we want to talk about understanding mental health from a uh, a perspective of which um, just everyday people, just a common, you know, language. And I'm going to start this one. Um, then want you to know that I'm doing all that I can to keep you in my heart and in my mind in prayers because I know I pray for people with mental health every day, have mental illness rather. And um, we don't know, know the difference because mental health means that you're able to uh, adjust and adapt. Um, and everyone tends to have times in their lives when that's not easy and that becomes mental illness. And then there are some that have it um, for longer periods of time. But we thank God for who he is because I believe that um, anything we give to him that he can fix and he can arrange in our lives to for us to have a much more abundant life. Mental health is the state of your emotional and psychological well-being. And just as real as your physical health, but unseen in your mind. So having mental health isn't a problem. It's just how we feel at any one given time. Um, we need to ask ourselves, is your mental health good or are you struggling? Too many of us only look at the outside when we think about how healthy we are. So as long as we aren't in pain and don't seem to be shooting blood out of some orifice, we may consider ourselves fine. But if how we feel is holding us back from doing the things we need to do or enjoying life, then we should be just as concerned with our minds. The big difference with mental health isn't that we're not very good at noticing problems. Uh, we can live with a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and many people can function with depression if you didn't know that. It is possible to cruise through life suffering, you know, and if we don't understand that it's, it isn't necessary to feel this way, we'll wind up doing just that. The first step 
is to understand that you feel things for a reason. Mm -hmm. Our thoughts and feelings are not a mysterious fog of frustration. They are our brain's responses to what happens in the world around us. If you understand why you feel different things, you can change how you feel. If you can change how you feel, you can feel good. Mm -hmm. Mental health problems are, are normal. Would you believe that? Um, it's, said, um, it's said that right you know, right now, a quarter of all the people experience, all people experience some kind of mental health problem each year. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people. It's not just you. People have problems. Yeah, we do, don't we? It also shows that mental health doesn't discriminate, no matter how successful someone may appear in all aspects of their life, they are still as likely to experience things like a depression or anxiety, as there are so many reasons mental health problems can develop. That's right. However, even though they are so common, people don't like to talk about them. Isn't that something? It's easy to share that you have a physical problem, like a headache, less so that you are feeling stressed. Even if your physical problem is embarrassing, let's go with a scandalously sexual or a shocking number of people uh, who would probably rather admit they had uh, uh, chlamydia or chronic constipation than depression. I mean, I would personally consider that oversharing. Uh-huh. But the point is, mental health has a stigma around it. Yes, it does. Why is that? Mainly because mental health isn't well understood by many people. Stigmas surface when people don't understand something and fear it. There's nothing to be ashamed of about feeling anxious. But for too many people, bringing up the word anxiety is confusing and scary. Too often we feel silently judged for sharing these vulnerabilities as if they make us weak and are something strange and shameful. But in reality, almost all of us feel these things, and there are ways we can manage and recover from them. If more people were open about how they feel and more people understood the difference mental health problems we all um, have and why, there wouldn't be so much stereotype and stigma. This is why we all need to kind of understand and feel comfortable openly discussing our mental health. Isn't that something? Conversely, though, mental health uh, problems aren't some sort of badge of honor and suffering isn't aspirational. Sure, the right kind of humor about shared experiences can help people to feel they aren't alone in what they are going through and take the seriousness out of some of the struggles. I love an inappropriate depression joke, you know, sometimes um, laughing at how I used to literally struggle to get out of bed um, is probably problematic, but it actually puts me at ease and helps me make light of and sense of a really hard time in my life. This doesn't mean I stopped trying to get better. It doesn't mean I lived with depression all my life. There was a period of time um, that I really suffered from it and didn't see getting out of bed as uh, being a fruitful thing to do. I just liked being there. Um, 
some of you have, have felt that way also. I also know I'm depressed. This is where I put depression and happiness and all those in a different categories. When my money is low, I don't have any, I get depressed. When I have some, I'm fine. So there's, <laughs> we gotta be careful how we categorize depression in this case with our mental health. Don't settle on mental health problems being a part of who you are. They are challenges that you and I can overcome. Uh, mental health problems don't just pop up suddenly out of nowhere like a giant rolling boulder could suddenly pop up and be a real problem for your physical health, couldn't it? Mm -hmm. You don't fall out of bed one morning with crippling depression, having never felt like you had a problem in your life. This is why prevention is better than a cure. Just like taking vitamins or avoiding some kind of flimsy rope bridges prevents the physical illness or injury. Mm -hmm. uh, we should be able to tell when our mental health is going downhill and do something about it before hitting a crisis. How about being proactive? How about that? You should be able to read your mental stability, your mental health like you would read uh, your body um, and how you're feeling in certain parts of your physical man. It's not something we just, we, uh, we should only notice when we are struggling either. It's something we should be aware of and looking after all the time. How do you feel today? Gail, oh, I'm feeling pretty good, or, well, I don't know. Then that's, in my case, I, I tend to look for some positive things. I I uh, look for expecting God to do something special for me that day, or, or looking for great expectations for something to happen. So I don't know what you got to plan for today, God, but I know it's something, because it is every day you woke me up. And so that's, you know, that's how I deal with it. I, I'm not a coper. I used to be a coper when I didn't know much uh, about um, of how to be. I wasn't a mature Christian. I didn't know how to help myself. But now I know how to help myself. And now I can't tell you I don't struggle some days, but I definitely push it through. And that's a whole nother show. And we'll talk about that some other time. But I'm not putting down mental health, mental health counseling. I matter of fact, I tell you whatever you need to use to get you over the hump. If that's where you are in your life, it's at a particular time, um, yeah, go ahead and use it. Um, I have no problem with that personally. Um, I've had to do it myself at some time. But as we grow and mature, we should be able to reach back on the things that God has given us. And then some people are dealing with biological. I believe God to be a healer. Uh huh. Sometimes their mental health has to do with um, their their biology and how their body and 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 um, what they're doing. And what they have going on in there and there's a lot of other things we'll talk about later but yeah i believe that same god all right but i believe you have to take it there i believe he's the god of the science he's omniscient he knows and we is up to us who he's given these great minds and wills to over all of his other creatures to find out what he knows to do research to go to you know we have medical doctors and mental health counselors we have people with with uh who have the skills and and have learned and gone to higher education and we say and if you notice there's a pa behind their name practicing attorney practicing medicine they're practicing they're trying to find well maybe this will work or maybe this will happen well let's try this when we can depend on god and we say okay god this is what they say but what do you say 
and we wait to hear from him and we search his word for him, uh, we can get a better understanding. And we'll go into that at another time as well. The good news is your mental health is absolutely not fixed in stone. How about that? If you feel bad now, it does not mean you will stay like this forever. That's right. For every person on the planet, mental health, it fluctuates. No, no one is fine all the time. Think of it as a spectrum going from barely surviving at one end to totally thriving at the other. When we're thriving, we feel happy. We're growing. We're engaging. Yes, we're engaging with the world around us, feeling full of purpose and effortlessly dealing with challenges that come along with the way. On the surviving end, we barely function, feeling detached from the world and the people around us, struggling to maintain in a, um, our physical health and keep ourselves afloat. I've had times in my life when I felt at the top of the mountain, time right at the bottom where I thought I'd never see the light again and a whole lot of time on an average emotional roller coaster in the middle. I want a refund from this theme park, hallelujah. Oh yeah, the reality is more of us are in the middle of this spectrum most of the time. Mm-hmm. Life isn't without its challenges, no, but we can usually rise to them and depending on all of the factors in and out of our control, stay in balance as we ride the waves. However, many factors in life are totally within our control and with the help of, of so much information, um, we can take charge of them and make a real difference to how you feel, how I feel. Uh, I believe God has got that, uh, taught us how to be in control or if we depend on him. I also know there's information out there that might help you or help me. I'm, I'm an avid reader and I know how to eat the meat, throw away the bones, you know. Uh, if it doesn't work for me, if it's not part of my, what I believe is true, I don't accept it. I don't need it. You know, you got to be careful of whose table you slide your feet up under. Now, if you're thriving, you need to understand why and know how to keep yourself there going forward, you know. So let's look at getting our priorities straight, first of all. There's no point trying to reach enlightenment if you're being actively chased by a tiger, okay? Yeah, in psychology, there are many theories, you know, that describe the needs we have in life and their order of importance. So basically, you can't try to tackle new aspirational goals if you're still being nibbled by the uh, aforementioned tiger. Sorry, problems in your life. That's it. Um, some of you might uh, recognize Maslow's hierarchy. And um, if you, uh, vacualization, and if you don't have a firm foundation of safety and the bare necessities, air and food, you're not going to reach uh, to uh, go up that ladder to get to self-actualization until those things are covered. I love that um, that uh, that chart. I, I can see it in my mind. Maslow's uh, hierarchy of self-actualization. Our first and very basic priorities to survive as humans are food, water, sleep, and safety. If we are fundamentally safe, 
and then our problems will be, you know, mental. Are we coping and feeling content? You know, that's a question to ask ourselves or are our minds now preventing us from basic functioning and enjoying our day-to-day lives? Hmm? I guess if you completely mastered both physical health and mental health, at some point you magically, if you can use that word, transcend consciousness and float between states across space and time as an 11th dimensional brain shooting lasers of peace and wisdom from the temporal lobe. But personally, my brain is more occupied randomly resurfacing the cringe-inducing memory of when I tripped into uh, a, a desk or uh, found toilet paper hanging off the bottom of my shoe. You know, those th- type of things, those that's where I'm, where I'm really uh, freaking out at. Uh, so those are things we need to take a look at and, and say to ourselves, is this really important? So being a human, of which we are, if we understand the things that shape who you are, huh, uh, it can explain a lot and be reassuring to know that we're all in the same mess. We can pro- broadly box our relationship with mental health into being shaped by these following things. Now, first of all, social environment. Mm -hmm. Our mental health depends on our social environment, both the environment that we grew up in and the ones we're in now. As a child, um, how you feel, uh, how how you're treated, if uh, you were praised or criticized, smothered or neglected, your circumstances in life, such as where you were born, struggling for money, suffering, suffering, um, adversity, you know, for who you are, and any traumatic experiences. And now, things like your home life, how well supported you feel by the people around you, how safe you feel, and wider things like culture and the state of politics all adding up to form the experience you learn from from in life yeah if an aspect of your identity or upbringing makes life in this one world harder it can understandably impact your mental health did you know that now about biology as well from the outset we are given advantages or disadvantages we inherit uh genetic blueprints from our parents and they shape the unique way our bodies respond to stress, the amount of sleep we personally need to function, and, and the chemical reactions inside of us that affect everything from nutrition to medication. It's different for everyone. And at various points in our lives, from puberty to menopause and beyond, we are at the mercy of hormones, pulling us wildly in different directions, and our chemical balances can also be influenced by various medications. If you naturally wake up full of energy in the morning and have a fast metabolism, for example, I may hate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, psychologically, our psychology is the mindset which, um, which we approach life, okay? We all have personal philosophies, views of the world, and values that affect our ability to solve problems. 
to deal with confrontation and learn new skills. We all got those differently. We can be held back by our past traumas and have different levels of resilience, coping skills and ways of dealing with strong emotions. These aspects combine to uh, create a story that is unique to you. For example, I love to criticize myself constantly. That's my psychology working. So when I encounter setbacks in life, my social environment working, I am more likely to blame myself or eternally dwell on my failure. Or if I get no sleep because I've been contemplating doom until 3 a.m., that's my psychology. I have no energy. That's my biology. And I struggle to find joy in my hobbies and friendships and struggle to cope with the task in my day. I am human. Get over it. These different aspects of my, uh, uh, may explain uh, your disposition, but you are more than the sum of these parts, folks. Uh, we all get dealt different cards and end up in different places in life. There are things we can do to take control and make our minds what we want them to be. My way is the word of God. But I've had to start from somewhere where I had to use the counseling wisdom of others that helped me to get there to see things in a different perspective. Yeah, so that when I did take that with the word of God and, and make sure that uh that is is not opposite of what the word of God says. Then I had something. I saw something different. Yeah, I saw something different. I was, uh, it was different for me. And no, guess memorizing the scripture wasn't enough at one point in my life because I was a young Christian. But when I began to see some things from a different perspective um, that was relatable, then I took that scripture and I began to understand what the Lord was trying to teach me and show me, and I could make practical application of it. How about that? Hmm? Yes. Um, we're going to focus on things that are changeable. So, you know, just remember that you may be a product of what uh, made you, but you have the power to change and grow and make yourself feel better. And you are not the only one. Know that uh, that uh, there's a blame evolution out there. Uh, so many of our unhelpful habits, emotions, and uh, natural reactions to situations and leftovers from six million years ago when we were uh, stressed apes, <laughs> like somebody, some, some would say we were not apes. We were created um, in the image of God. But some would say we, were, we came as apes. Um, on one hand, perhaps we should be grateful that the survived multiple ice age for us, um, but they left us with inbuilt responses. If that was the case for some people, it wasn't for me and it may not be for you. Now, the main purpose of our brain's evolution was to prevent us from getting harmed. Uh, this is what the science, science say. And so don't, 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 uh, don't cancel me. Don't uh, just, you know, just go with me here. I'm just teaching from what I had to learn to be who I am today. 
by education, but like I said, you eat the meat and you throw it the bones. You know enough to pass the exam so you can pass the class. And you know, you don't put down what you want to put down. You put down what they gave you to study. Give me the degree and then we'll keep it moving. Yeah. So um, be be careful with what you what you hear, what you learn. And horrible, hopeful feelings. Sometimes you will never uh, free yourself from feelings you, um, you shouldn't want, and you shouldn't want to, yeah. Um, some are quite nice. Instead of repressing or trying to rid yourself of unpleasant ones, we should instead learn to understand them and be comfortable uh, living with them. I, I think that's the human side of us, our humanity. But I do being as a Christian, would be remiss of me to say that we can't stay in our feelings because uh, then we won't be able to hear um, or to uh, commune with God on a spiritual level. That doesn't mean we won't have a moment. That doesn't mean we won't have bad thoughts. You know, those are going to have to till till Jesus returns. Uh, we have to constantly know how to change the way we think, how to change the way we feel according to the word of God. And, and like I said, there's another perspective to see things. And God is sometimes teaching us something and showing us in a practical manner that how we're going to get through that. Now, I'm going to end here today and hopefully we'll be able to get back on this the next fourth uh, Sunday. But meanwhile, I want you to realize that you are more than the sum of all your parts. You are uh, creating an image of God. I did a study once on the image and likeness. We're talking about creating God's image and likeness. We're talking about his image being his character. Yes, and that's what uh, we have, his character. We are believers. His likeness, his likeness. Well, and when we talk about likeness, if you look it up in the dictionary, the word likeness is talking about personality. Sometimes we say God has a sense of humor. That's his personality side. Um, and sometimes we don't like other people because uh, we don't like their, we say we don't like them, but what we don't like is their personality. And we all have personalities everybody don't like, you know, we all say a favorite people to somebody. But most of all, don't give yourself, give up on yourself. Know that we all have a struggle with the way we think about ourselves, the way we think about others or with our mental health. Um, and we can go deeper into this subject at another time. But I want you to know that there's a God that created you and I, and he takes the time to show us. And we sometimes are impatient, but to show us who we are and what he wants us to learn so that we can mature in, and be in, in, in his love and grace and understanding. And so be patient with yourself. Let's start with us. You are the Jerusalem. There's the Judea, Samaria, and out of all the most parts of the world, of the world. But you are the Jerusalem. It starts with you. So be good to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Learn about yourself. Learn about your mental health. Your your not just the image of God related to that, but also the personality that shaped you. And that's what we want to concentrate on. That's where your mental health is built because of the environments and all the things that shape your personality. You have a good day and hope to see you soon. This is Gail Gardner signing off. Have a blessed one. Bye-bye. All of those.
into the garden, people. Amen. Amen. the morning and the inscription reads as follows thank you for the signs they always show up when I need you the most I had absolute no idea what awaited me this morning for last night when in prayer I thank God for the day for the noontide and for whatever betide with sound sleep and confidence that all is well and that God will shine forth his word in ways that only he will show up and tell so upon opening the gate this morning I looked down and there right before my very eyes was a surprise a gift a treasure a prize from the Lord Yes, to those who know me, they will distinctly tell you that I love feathers, for those are sent to you from God, as angels to implore. Yes, angels are all around you and me, and will reveal them in many ways if you only but open up to them and believe. For angels, as you know, are messengers from the Lord. They appear to you and me unexpectedly or when you call. Some are large, some petite, some astronomically tall with bolts of laughter and a message especially for you when in need of assistance in whatever shape or form. Wherever you find yourself today, focus on love. Focus on your vibrancy, your energy, your pizzazz, but focus more on your authenticity, your originality, your spark, your sprinkle, your intention, and keep your eyes on me. Let everything that has breath today praise God, for you are beautiful, you are my choice. You are who I say you are, and on that take courage and remain poised. You are where you need to be, at this exact moment, in this exact point of time, and release. For God is within you, let nothing hold you back, if you please. Let nothing discourage you, let nothing defeat you. For I, the Lord your God, goes before you. I will speak to those who think they can withhold from you. I will enter the gate of companies, of governments, of homes, of families, of friends, of CEOs, of banking institutions, and shake the economy. I am that. I am. 
I am he who sends thee, so arise, and live judgment to me. Heed, for I shall take whatever belongs to me. Let every ear that hears hear, let every eye that sees seize. Let every tongue that confess confess, so I can draw nigh and nearer to thee. Wake up, get up, dress up, stand up, show up, thank up, trust in me up. Never a burden that he doth not carry, but give it to me up. Look to me up, ask and you will receive up. Trust and obey, for it's the only way. For you to believe in me up. For I am patient and waiting to open the floodgates to those who are willing to release their requests. So I can pour out a blessing which they won't be able to contain of. For I am he who sends thee and my angel messengers of the morning to protect and to provide for thee up. So awaken and arise in me up. And so it is, so shall it be. And this was written the 22nd of September 2021. You see. Thank you for the signs. They always show up when I need you the most.
us from the Holy Scriptures. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to the Lord, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the life which we now live in the flesh, we live by faith in the Son of God, who loved us and gave himself for us. Holy following Jesus in its essence is not just about singing. It's not just about lifting up holy hands. The Bible tells us it is having our minds renewed which then results in transformation and we are then to step out in faith to receive the new things. God is speaking to us. So today, let us embrace by faith, City Harvest Church, the new things God is giving to us. New opportunities, new thoughts, new ideas, new strategies, renewed marriages, new people getting saved, healing, deliverance, all these new things the Bible says, God says, I'm doing a new thing on the earth right now. So wherever you are, I want you to lift up holy hands. Lift up your eyes to the Lord and begin to worship once again. And say, Jesus, I wholly follow after you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Worship Him right now.
Give us a different spirit like that of Caleb and Joshua. That we will not be afraid of this new thing that you are doing on the earth. We will step up boldly, O oh God. I pray as you renew our minds with your word, O oh God, that we will come to this place to embrace totally what you have for us. For you are the God of new things. So today we commit our lives, we commit this service into your loving hands. In Jesus' name we ask and praise, giving you all the glory and all the praise. That's right. Let's give God the praise right now wherever we are. Hallelujah. much I enjoy moral stories and up next is a story and the title is surrounded by gifts because you and I we forget that it is a gift given to you and me by God to wake us up in the morning and yet some of us we are ungrateful so I hope that when you step into the garden that the smallest of surprises is a thankful heart from you saying thank you Lord for surrounding me with the many gifts, the breath in my lungs, the joy to see a new day, a delight to put my head down at night. I thank you, Lord, for the many gifts that you bestow upon me. The moral story, surrounded by gifts. No one listening to Sarah complain would have guessed that every day she was the recipient of more gifts than she could count. When she opened her eyes in the morning, there were always a pile of gifts sitting by her bed all day long. In fact, she received one gift after another. Yet, strangely enough, Sarah took most of the gifts for granted. The only time she really thought about the gifts was when one didn't arrive, or when a friend got a gift that seemed better than hers. On one particular afternoon, Sarah was feeling especially blue. A gift she'd been longing to have for a long time still hadn't arrived. She was surrounded by all the other gifts that had arrived, yet Sarah wasn't enjoying them. Instead, she was bemoaning the absence of one gift she longed for. Sarah had good reasons to want the gift too. Couldn't she serve the king, the giver of the gifts, much better if she had that gift? Wasn't it a good gift she longed for? Indeed, it was. Yet, why then did it not come? Why so downcast, Sarah? 
The question came from Sarah's sister Mary. That gift I've been wanting still isn't here, Sarah pouted. Mary paused before replying, weighing her words carefully. Sarah, do you trust the king? The question startled Sarah a little. Of course she trusted the king. Why, the king had rescued her from prison. She vowed to serve him with everything within her. Of course, she replied. And did you not tell him your life belonged to him? Sarah nodded and Mary continued. Then you've no cause to complain about the gifts. Sarah knew her sister was right. What a fool she'd been. What did it matter if that gift hadn't arrived anyway? If she needed this gift to complete the task the king had for her, he would send it. If not, then he must have something else for her to do. Either way, though, she'd been missing out on the joy of serving the king and giving thanks for the gifts she had been given. Sarah gave her sister a big hug and scampered out of the room with a light heart again. She was surrounded by gifts and it was time to start living like it. Thus saith God the Lord, He that created the heavens and stretched them out, He that spread forth the earth, and that which cometh out of it, He that giveth breath unto the people upon it, and spirit to them that walk therein. And that comes from Isaiah 42, verse 5. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also he called in one body, and by he thankful. And this comes from the book of Colossians 3, verse 15. For you see, many a times you and I, we take just waking up, in the morning for granted. We take for granted to say thank you for the many gifts bestowed upon you and me. So let's open our hearts, let's open our mind, let's open our hands and freely give. Not expecting to receive anything for God will reward you in time. Be gracious unto the next person. Be gracious unto God. And thank God for the grace that you have every day. For the little things. The friendly smile, a friendly hello. Yes, we might not shake hands. But a friendly high five. How are you doing? Is enough to say Thanks be to God for another day. Thank you, God, for surrounding me by people who love me, by people that are embracing me, my flaws, my imperfections. Thank you for those that are encouraging me. So I hope that when you have come into, into the garden, that there is something so unique so profound that picks your brain 
that tickles your heart and that you can walk away from and take something from this podcast. Because every day to you and me, especially during the stamp, is a gift. A free gift from God. So thank you for joining me and thank you for this segment of moral stories surrounded by gifts. You know, when we come into the garden, it's not just a time for moral stories or soul poetry or short stories or a word of encouragement, devotion or parables. But when we come into the garden, it's a time of going deep within, introspection. Because there is a story, but behind the story is more than a story. Because there are stories in the Bible parables, Christian stories that can inspire, that can impart biblical truths and can help you and me get a new or better perspective on our lives in general. Stories bid young or old or late in our years, stories are a part of you and me since we were tiny bobbers you see stories are memorable and they become part of you and me they they grow within you and me yes perhaps ideas of our childhood are easily forgotten but they are entwined within a story that you and I can gain experience and remember them somehow and it's wonderful how the Bible itself when Sunday school teachers I remember being a youngster in my Sunday school days or our superintendent Auntie Winnie Gosh, she was a revered woman of God. That woman embedded us a love, a joy to read the Bible, to practice verses in the Bible, to take part in plays. That was then. What about, what are we doing and showing our young children today in our Sunday schools yes there is COVID but let's try to continue to lift and to raise the banner and to still impart stories to our young children our teenagers our young adults because teaching Bible lessons a story related to a topic which is relevant in your home, in your society, in your district, 
where you live is a wonderful tool that you and I can use because that is how Jesus made people, his friends, his followers understand frequently to impart truths that they would otherwise not have understood if you know what I mean because ever since I was a tiny bopper um, I used to just engage and immerse myself in the Bible and its stories because they are beautiful stories the Good Samaritan in Luke 10 25 verse 37 to 37 there Jesus encourages you and me to help to understand how to love God and to love others what about King David when he was wrapped up in his own world wrapped up in sin what did God do he used the prophet Nathan to tell him a story and prophet Nathan told him the story about a shepherd and a sheep that was stolen so King David would recognize the truth of his own sin that is the beauty of how a simple story can relate to you and me that we can learn and take something from there it's a story and moral stories that can open our eyes to truths about ourselves in a unique way, in a passive way, in a, in a non-threatening way, if you know what I mean. Not to lay guilt on you and me, but by telling a story, we can liaise, we can converse, we can share, isn't it? And that is how many illustrate stories, so you and I can understand a story whether it be true or fictional it doesn't really matter but what matters is that you the listener you become involved you become so active in the story because a story be it a moral story or a poem or a Christian based short story or soul story which I, I do basically that taps into your and my emotions something that you can relate to something that you can change within your inner core because that's how the Lord taught you and me through Bible study to introduce a study of a topic to share with you and me biblical truths to share an experience and that is what I enjoy when I come into the garden because remember it is a Christian story it is really really much more than just a story because it is a story 
fiction or non-fiction that touches your life and touches my life in a very very real and peculiar way and many a times you and I see life our situation through a new lens a new experience and that we can identify to the many characters in the book of the Bible you see through moral stories you see we can identify through the lives of Esther, of Ruth, of Mary of the good, the bad and the Bible the murderers the prostitutes those esteemed those not esteemed because they were like you and me secrets that was kept from God you say from people who loved them but God knows you and my reality so this is time that you and I spend in the garden our time of introspection and sometimes the questions we ask is not really really what we want to answer ourselves is it because we are ashamed i remember my mum used to tell me don't ask me why it's a crooked letter why but sometimes i do ask that question who, what, where, why, when, you know, relevant questions to get to the nitty gritty, to get to the part of what is really, really underlying, what is lying beneath the story of the story of the story. Because in the story, are the many characters wearing masks like you and me hiding behind masks afraid to let the real you stand out because sometimes we are afraid to portray the real you and the real me we hide behind the mask we hide behind the facade we only want to say what we think people want to hear you see and this is how stories begin they impart to you and me the originality the authenticity that can spring forth out of your belly, out of your core. Be genuine, be authentic, be you. Also natural you, fabulistic you, name it you. But just be you. Be true to who you are. So come into the garden, drop your sword, 
leave for leave unforgiveness. Leave it. If you can't forgive someone, ask God to help you to forgive a person or a situation. Because when you and I forgive, that load becomes lighter. Yes, there's many in the Bible that did not forgive. Vengeance is not yours. Vengeance is the Lord's. And if someone makes you feel bad or wants to give you a, a slash, well, give them your other cheek. And here's today. You know, it was so wonderful to hear. We had a story and Prophet Royston Van Royen mentioned, take up your mat. But when he said take up your mat, it simply meant what is under the mat is unforgiveness, rejection. hate, sadness, manipulation, jealousy, controversy, shooting arrows at one another, competitiveness. So when you and I lift up that mat, we come to God and we ask God to remove bitterness, to remove rejection, to remove um, rape, remove divorce. Because I can tell you this much, everything happens. Your life changes when you face rejection by a parent by a lover by a friend a friend enemy rejection is something that eats at you so ask God to look Underneath that scab, when you remove the scab, ask God to really, really look deeper within that scab. Because you can use ointment, but it will only heal the surface. But what about the underlying deep, deep factors? What caused me to um, suffer or be a bulimic, anorexic nervosa in my younger, younger days, in my teenage days? What caused that? Because you can have somebody that is present but also absent. 
So there are many underlying factors that really, really affect you and me. From our younger days into our teenage, our adult day, uh, um, adults, adulthood, and then of course into our marriage. We bring all of that into our relationships. But you've got to deal with certain stuff on your own. Or perhaps you are lucky to meet somebody and that person helps you for all the times that you have built a wall around you. And that person moves brick by brick by brick by brick. And if you have such a person, you thank God for that person, for the life of that person, for the patience within that person. Because not everybody will stand beside you and, and really be rooting for you. We are here not to compete against one another, but we are here to complete you have an assignment perhaps who knows on your life let's be there for one another let's encourage one another because when you help your sister in christ when you help your brother in christ and when god elevates them what do you think is going to happen to you God will take care of you but we live in a society where people don't want to help the next person we begrudge we covered someone's husband we covered someone's goods we covered someone's job because you want to be better at something you want what that person has. You want the gift that that person has. And you will do whatever it takes to get it. You will do whatever it takes to make that person weak. But whatever it is that you do, when you think you are robbing that person, you are robbing God. When you are coveting something, what do you think God says when he looks down from heaven and sees what you do. Be happy with the gifts and the talents that God has blessed you with. Are you like those in the Bible, the parable in the Bible, where the rich man has given five talents, three talents, one talent? What did the one last one do? He went to bury his talent if God has blessed you, if you are good at writing, if you are good at designing, if you are good at art, sewing, some are very good at administrative duties, some are good in leadership duties, some can become motivational speakers, some can become producers, musicians, be actors and actresses. 
let's encourage one another let's not rob and steal from one another because we can be believers but believers that begrudge one another believers that look at you as if you are nothing believers that don't even smile at you that don't even greet you why is that and you're in the house of the lord believers who don't want to help you who don't want to support you what is that but we sit under the word we sit under a teaching but we don't practice what we preach jesus wasn't famous in his country but he was famous outside he was well known and recognized outside so what if the person next to you behind you does not speak the way you do it's more eloquent in speaking more articulate in speaking good at something that you wish you could do or would have done but didn't do it don't point a finger don't gossip but encourage one another support local artists support struggling actors musicians that God is about to raise up because you do not know what God is about to do through that person who knows you could be sitting next to your destiny helper and you treat that person crappy you look down about uh, at that person but you don't know what God has perhaps told that person to do for you introspection is a time where we ask questions we don't like to answer in our prayer closet in our garden spending time with the lord when we walk with the Lord, talk to the Lord, wait patiently on the Lord and hear an instruction from the Lord and stand up and affirm that may and my house we will serve the Lord. Promote someone else's business. And see what God can do for you. Exceedingly, abundantly, beyond anything you would ever have imagined. So, the anger that you have, the tantrum that you have, the he say, she say, them say, Take it to the Lord in prayer. And ask God to intercede on your behalf. 
to love thy neighbor as you love yourself. These, the first and the second is the commandment and like unto it. Who is thy neighbor? In the garden, a time of introspection to you and to me. You know, as I've come to the end of my segment today on Super Soulful Sunday. Well, it's Monday, <laughs> but nonetheless, rather late than never. And as the plane, the sound of the plane is heard, God is about to elevate. Elevate and increase. This is the end of my segment on Into the Garden and Super Soulful Sunday. As I said earlier, rather late than never. To my amazing guest, Alda, Gail Gardner, a huge thank you for embracing us once again with heartfelt words of upliftment, of encouragement, teaching you and me on our mental health. And how you and I can adapt to change. How you and I can stretch out our hand and say, help me if you can. To the many out there feeling lost and all alone, Into the Garden is here for you. Where we stand in the gap for you. Where you become epic. When you believe that you can do it, when you can make small changes in your life, you say, to the many frontline workers, home-based carers, we applaud and salute you too. And if there's anyone out there celebrating a birthday today, happy birthday for yesterday and to those today, to those celebrating an anniversary for yesterday and today, many many well wishes to you happy anniversary to you too and may god continue to knit you together like only he can do to those who have lost loved ones during this time into the garden sends our sincere and deep condolences to you and your family and then last but not least good news oh yes good news good news there's always time for good news isn't there well my book you don't know the cost of my alabaster box yes there's the sound of the plane elevating you and me so to those who are expecting to travel over land rail or sea pack your bags and trust god for that plane ticket that train ticket that bus ticket to come to you and me well my book you don't know the cost of my alabaster box oh yes it is out and you can purchase this book from unlimited ministries from the admin 
at Unlimited Ministries or from myself, Salome Jacobs. And yes, not forgetting, Prophet Keith Van Royen, his book, Oh My, simple, a simple touch and you can feel the presence, you can feel the anointing over his book, Cave of Obscurity. Yes. Hayden. Hidden truths there for you and me. Because it's during love time. Exactly when you and I were in our very own cave. The Lord spoke to Prophet Keith Van Royen. And he has written this book, Hidden to Be Revealed. So, salute and salute our local artists and take part in celebrating our artists, our writers, our musicians, support local artists, local and international because Prophet Keith Van Royen's book and my book is for you on sale right now at the very low cost of 200 rand and not forgetting Sasha Lee Dodgen. Her CD is out. So support our local artists. Because in, su in supporting us, you are supporting ministry. You are supporting an a rising artist coming to the fore. Yes, because God can elevate you like never before. He can take your pain and your misery and turn it into leaping joy. He can accelerate you and take you from glory to glory, from your trial, test and errors to a testimony, from a deep, severe reaction a negative reaction to a positive action yes that is what god can do for you and for me sasha lee dorjan her music can be heard on all platforms music streaming platforms spotify itunes you name it purchase the hard copy at 100 rand or digital copy from bandcamp.com at 85 rand and then watch this space because you and i don't know what god can do through the hearts of many so support our artists near or far so from me, Salome Jacobs, the author of You Don't Know, The Cost of My Alabaster Box, and the mom with many hats signing off. Goodbye, Queen Aunt. Queer Shishine, Grazie. Sayonara. Disvidinia. Adios. Dovidzenia. Au revoir. Farewell. Adios. Guligule. Adia. My Aslamati. Gavaski, Lakon, Taishian, Salamatingal, Avedisain, Arivadachi, Anyong, Spasipa, Hadvet, 
Remember there's no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. And this is by Corey Tendum. Tendum. <laughs> well, to you out there, your work may be messy, loud, or flamboyant, or fabulous. All of that is a-okay. But what's required from you and me is that you and I will show up with our whole self, especially all the parts that you and I are not proud of. So from me, once again, it's been a delight to meet you in the garden. When we once again walk with the Lord, talk to the Lord, wait patiently for an instruction from the Lord. And what do we do with an instruction? We act in faith, trusting God to come through for you and me. Into the garden is the place to be. So thank you for bringing along a friend, a neighbour, a work colleague with your cup of tea or coffee, a glass of juice or water. Thank you for taking time out and thank you for embracing into the garden, into your workplace, at home, at hospitals, in prisons and to those doing prison ministries. We salute and say thank you to you too. To the many out there feeding the hungry, giving a place to the homeless. We salute you and say thank you. And may God continue to bless you. Into the garden. Where stories are heard. Lives are changed. You are renewed, refreshed. Living a different person again and again and again. So until next time, until we meet again, same time, same place, you know where to find me. But right here on Into the Garden, the very heart of the garden. When we are not alone. Have an awesome week ahead. Take care. I was all alone I was all alone In the darkest of night You reached for me Pulled me into your life 
there's nowhere to hide oh when there was no one else you whispered in my ear draw close to me for I'm always near there's no need to Jesus, you are all. 
Strengthen your sticks, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations. That's right, this morning, even as we open up our hearts to Jesus, even as we enlarge our tents, as if even as we enlarge and open up our hearts, I believe the Spirit of God is here this morning. The Spirit of God is here today. That as you open up your hearts and lives to Jesus, He's going to do a work. He's going to do a work of growth. There is an open heaven in the house this morning and all 
morning as you lift up your hands. That's right, just every one of you lift up your hands as you call the name of Jesus. As you stand here before Him and call the name of Jesus. He's going to do something miraculous. A new anointing, a new blessing, a new breakthrough will come upon every single one of you. That's right, just lift them out. Just keep on calling. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Try, lift up your voices. He's here, he's here, he's here. He's here today. Jesus is here. Jesus, there is none beside you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! 